This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. Woo, how you been? I hope all is well. Today we welcome Ravi Kathoria back to Shine On the Health and Happiness Show to talk about your mind. You are not your mind. Your mind is something you can train to support you. Ravi reminds us you are your soul. You're the energy behind your mind. The mind is complicated with its impulses and intellect and instinct and intuition and the subconscious that's all in the mind. And like our digestive system, the system of your mind also needs to rest. Ravi suggests one tool, so simple, it's called the Mind Purge, where you just take 15 minutes a day and let your mind wander all over. Let it zigzag and crisscross. Let it dump all its crazy thoughts everywhere. Try it and see if you don't find some relief after that. Often, I experienced this myself the other night, the mind can race out of control and you think, oh, this is it. I'm never going to catch this train. The mind is just traveling full speed ahead and none of my tools were slowing it down. So thanks for taking a minute today to slow down as we join our friend Ravi once again and share ideas to make our mind our friend. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the last time you did a, a wonderful session with me and you asked me all the questions about spirituality, what is the soul and, and things like that. I thought that was just fantastic. I enjoyed that very much. And it's still with me. You know, what you taught me, you said the purpose of life is to know that you're a soul. And to connect with the soul, because once we connect with our own soul, our life transforms. It's, it's waiting for us with open arms. And what does it feel like when we connect with the soul? It's different for everyone or it's the same? It is the same. And we, in fact, we connect with our soul many times you know, during our, our activities when we are either at a place of worship and we calm down and the mind is quiet or when we are in nature or we are doing an activity that really we love and we are in the zone people say i'm in the zone it is getting towards that because it gives us the glimmer of that ocean of peace that with that is within us because the mind kind calms down when the mind quietens down we begin to see the sl- the soul indicate its presence even in in these you know very difficult times that we're living in and i hate to use a cliche like that but that's really the only way to to point to to what's happening around us I, I, sometimes I, I feel almost guilty spending time in nature or spending time connecting to my soul is there something i feel like there's maybe something more useful i could be doing actually miss casey you should be feeling extremely guilty doing all these busy work activities that actually will amount at the end of the day at the end of your life i'll come visit with you and you say look ravi i spent all my time doing this busy work but none of that really helped me as much as the time that i spend learning to connect with my own soul that was the real essence of my life 
And we all have to work. You know, we we cannot be in nature all the time. One, because we do have responsibilities and we do get hungry, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have to feed the stomach. We have to live in a home. So we need to do those things. The issue is we are so caught up in our busy lives that we are forgetting to do what is the most important aspect of our life. And that is connect with the soul. Connect with our own soul. Connect with that and feel that peace every day in our lives. Yeah. Every day in our lives, we need to feel it. And we don't have to go anywhere. You, do, you you know, nature helps us, but you could be in an elevator going up and you have 20 seconds in the elevator and you can still close your eyes and feel the peace. You could be stuck in traffic and you can feel the peace. You could, uh, before you get down from your car and walk into the office, I know there is a, you know, 15 meetings waiting to happen, people to interview, but you say, okay, let me give 30 seconds in my car. I have shut down the engine and I have 30 seconds to be here. Yeah. And it adds up. It adds up because the more we reconnect during the day, then it adds up. Then maybe on the weekends we can spend 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Somebody shared yesterday with me. They said, I'm learning to look at the sky as I drink water. Ooh. (laughs) Wow. Yes. I felt it. I felt it. I'm learning to look at this guy as I drink water. You know, often when I'm at the kitchen sink, I do have a beautiful view of the sky. Um, Ah. I do, I do, and I'm so grateful for my kitchen window. But it's true when you when you put the two things together, when you match the everyday function with yes. connecting to spirit or with connecting to soul. Um, yes. it's very, very powerful because you can be you can be drinking your water and not even realizing you're drinking water, right? Yes. Right. Yes. But, but when you drink water and look at the sky, all right, then we've got something going on, for sure. Then we have something. And another man shared with me last week, he said, Ravi, I am trying this new exercise. He says, when I am taking a bath, I am conscious about taking a bath, and I create intentions for what I need to do the whole day. I said, that is great. You have gotten there. Let's go the next step. I said, when you're taking a bath, don't even set intentions. Just take your bath. That's very hard, right? It is extremely hard because in in less than 15 seconds, your mind is constantly running. But if you were able to train yourself to stay in, because when you're taking a bath, you're taking care of yourself, right? There's nobody else there. You may have a partner who might come and help you, but but if it is not that, <laughs> if it is not the Hollywood type bath, if it's a regular daily bath, I need to get to work, right? Yeah. Uh, but that moment is still that those minutes are still yours. The, you're not talking on the phone. You're not on social media. That is your time, right? Yeah. And you're there, and the water on your body. If you feel it. And you're in that moment as you, I say massaging, you lather yourself and you massage your body because the body is responding, right? It is alive, but you are missing in action. And you come back and you said, oh, body, thank you for being so nice to me. I will be present here in the next 12 minutes while I clean you. And you focus on the body. Oh, my God, your body will respond. Your face will respond, everything, right? And it's very hard to do. Because the mind says, no, I don't want to be here. I want to be at work. I want to be doing this. I want to worry about that bill that has not been paid or <laughs> whatever I need to cook, right? Yeah. And you tell the mind, let's be here just for 10 minutes every day. Is part of the practice 
having to steal your life back from your mind yeah. a, a hundred times a day. You have to keep pulling. I'm, I, I'm guessing you have to keep pulling your life back from the mind that wants to run away in a different direction. Yes, you keep reminding the mind. And then what will happen is the mind will get trained over time. The mind will learn. So next, you know, in a year's time, when you step into a bath, the mind will not run. It will know it to stay there. The mind knows when you're about to drink water, as soon as water touches your throat, the mind will shut down. It will say, oh, she wants to look at the sky or whatever. I need to just be calm. It will begin to learn to be calm. And then that sets the stage for you to start following the other practices, which will make the mind even quieter. And the quieter it becomes, the more peace you begin to experience that exists within you and your quality of life then begins to go higher. No matter all the, all the stuff around you will still happen, but your, the richness of your life will be much higher. Talk to the people who get in bed at night and their mind starts to race and race and race. Yes, yes. So I, I do spiritual satsang or spiritual discussions, and this question came up. And I shared an exercise. I do that every Saturday at, at 4 o'clock Houston time. And it's uh, we broadcast it live on Facebook, YouTube. But I, that question came up, and this is a, an exercise that I've also written about in my book, Happy Soul, Hungry Mind. The exercise is called mind purge so few hours before you get to bed you know in the evening after the day's work is over uh, it may be five o'clock six o'clock seven o'clock go to a room where you turn off all the electronics sit comfortably where you know you're not interacting with anybody else and for about 10 or 12 minutes let your mind just run because during the day the mind has consumed so much it needs to process and digest that so let it run. Don't start thinking about tomorrow's activities or next day's errands and meetings and strategies. Just sit down and say, okay, mind, I know you have digest, you have consumed all these impressions during the day. I will let you just process it. Just like our body is taking food all day long, but the body then digests it and throws away the waste next day. The mind needs to do the same thing. It has to process once it processes it in 10 or 15 minutes, you'll be done. The mind will say, fine, I am done. And you will come out of the room and either spend time with family or friends or have dinner by yourself or whatever. But your demeanor, your disposition will be very different because you will, be, you will feel relaxed. Whatever was weighing on you, and this is a normal day right now if you if something you know big happened if you uh, if you won the 300 million jackpot or something really bad happened at office then you know in 10 12 minutes you're not the mind will not quite down but on an average day that's all it will need and it quiets down wow. and then you enjoy the evening and then when you go to bed what happens is before you fall asleep the mind is rushing out to process all the activities, impressions that you gather during the day. So if you have already taken care of that two, three hours before you get to bed, then you will find that sleep will come easier. 
Beautiful. We're talking to Ravi Kathoria, his book, Happy Soul, Hungry Mind. I just had this thought, Ravi. We spend more time uh, flossing our teeth, taking care of our teeth, than we actually do taking care of our own mind. Yeah. Wow. What a great point, Ms. Casey, is that, you know, we, we live in a culture where there is a gym around every corner. And everyone talks about how you should go to a gym, how you should take care of your body. But we live in a culture where we rarely talk about taking care of your mind. We need to take care of our mind. I'm not going to say more than we take care of our body. That's not right. But we need to start taking care of our mind. Because at the end of the day, your life's quality is connected directly to the state of your mind. I, such a simple exercise, the 15 minutes to let your mind process all it's yes. been through all day. That's so amazing. Uh, the other night, I I was uh, at a weekend retreat. And of course, at the retreat, there's so many speakers and so much information and so much to process. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep at night because my brain was like a runaway train. Then I got anxiety, like I need to sleep because tomorrow's another day of the conference. And, <laughs> you know, and then... Now my brain's rushing even faster, but I didn't, I, I didn't give myself just 15 minutes alone to let my mind process. Yes, uh, you know how the, the mind then begins to feed on itself and gets caught up in that cycle, endless cycle, because now you say, I need to go to sleep, and the thoughts are rushing, and then the anxiety starts, well, I'm not falling asleep, and that keeps you from going to sleep. And so by the time, and then the whole night, you're tossing and turning, because the mind, you know, the, think about this, if you, if you start with a, a quantity of water in the morning, and it is at normal temperature, but during the day, as you get impressions the temperature starts rising up right yeah it starts rising up and before you go to bed you want to make sure that that temperature goes back down again so the mind collects all these impressions its temperature goes up we want to allow it to breathe and calm down tell us more about your facebook live events when do you do those Yes, so we, we do them every Saturday from 4 to 5, right from my home here in Houston, Texas. So it's Houston time, 4 to 5. You can find them by going to the channel Happy Soul Hungry Mind and uh, joining the Facebook. And if you would like to interact, you know, it comes from a Zoom event. So we can send you a Zoom uh, link and you can join the Zoom event and then ask questions and interact. And then, Because it's a spiritual discussion. I like to have a discussion, take questions and talk about it. All of us, I have not come across one person on earth till date whose mind doesn't need to become more peaceful. And we are all dealing with so many challenges in our life, right? Yeah. And if you see... There are some people who achieve a lot of success and then the others, many of us, are struggling to get there, right? And if you, if you ask, you say, what is the secret to success and happiness? Where do I find that secret, right? A lot of people will give you secret. You have to do a do X, you have to do Y. But if you abstract it, you say, where is that secret? That secret to everyone's success and happiness lies in our own mind. If we can learn to manage our mind, we will find success and most importantly, we will find happiness. Even if we don't find success. Now that is, what a paradox that is. I do not need success to be happy. I need success. I should uh, strive for success. Absolutely. Every one of us should strive for success. 
but happiness comes from the my mind. And this is a phrase I, I, I use in the book, Happy Soul, Hungry Mind. I say your mind can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Is the relationship that you have with your own mind. And most of us do not realize we're not our mind. I am not my mind. I am the owner of my mind. Right. I have to train the mind to listen to me. So we, we talked about in, in, in this Saturday's, last Saturday's, uh, two days ago, satsang, or the spiritual discussion. And I used the example that I've also used in the book about if you go to the park, you'll see some people walking their dogs, and the dog is ahead of them and pulling them in different directions and barking at people. And they're desperately trying to control the dog. And there are other people who have trained their dogs and the dog walks a little bit behind them or along them and they tell the dog to sit down or calm down if somebody's passing by. I sometimes like to go cycling and I'm scared of people's dogs barking at me, but they will step aside as the dog to sit down and the dog sits down whilst the bicyclist goes by. They have managed to train the dog. We, when we come to our relationship with our mind, we are almost like... The mind is the tiger and we are holding on to its dear tail. You know, we're holding on to the tail for our dear lives. Instead, we need to be riding that tiger. So how do we build a relationship with our mind, a healthy relationship, where the mind is productive, is positive, is controlled and managed, so that it then, everything that the mind does is in, is in pursuit of our happiness and success right as opposed to driving us and controlling us and killing our productivity and our positivity in life i see it now the mind can become our ally once we train the mind to support us once we train the mind to support our soul right? yes. yeah I yes once we once we train the mind and once we begin to manage the mind then we can train it to become quieter and quieter when the mind is quiet when it's completely calm then we are able to go beyond the mind and experience that life force that soul the spirit that is within us and when we connect with our soul we experience the most fascinating aspect of our lives that every one of us has and that is waiting for us. We have this infinite ocean of peace within every one of us without judgment, without exception. And when our mind becomes quiet, we come to be in the presence of our own soul. It's the most exhilarating and is the most amazing gift that God, the universe, nature has given the human species. We are talking to Ravi Kathoria, the book, Happy Soul, Hungry Mind. Ravi, so when I have a very good idea, did the very good idea come from my mind or did it come from my soul? Yes. <laughs> good, good question, Ms. Casey. The soul, think of soul as the, the power, the electric power, right? So the soul is what gives you dynamism. The soul is what keeps you alive. But all your ideas are coming from the mind. The mind is like the, the software. The brain is the hardware, right? Yeah. So the mind is the software and it remembers the data. So it has the memories, it has the feelings, the emotions, all the ideas. And there are many layers of the mind. 
right so the mind at the at the at the very surface has the impulsive component right where the mind is impulsive it's it goes shopping and it says something in the um the store it wants that right so window shopping it says ah, i want that i want that dress or i want that suit or whatever right i want that um, watch so it's impulsive it wants that the second layer is the intellect which is always trying to remind you and say no you know that watch is too expensive you already have three of the same <laughs> you don't need a fourth one so the intellect is is talking about it right and then you have um, instinct right instinct also is there where it it protects you because it's it's been there for ages right so you're in the bushes and instinct tells you not to put your hand in there because there can be a creature that might bite you so instinct stops you and then there is intuition intuition is deep down into the subconscious where many of these ideas remain and then this when people say when i calm down and i heard a voice within a thought came up it's when the subconscious is speaking your intuition is speaking and these ideas usually the best ideas come from the subconscious when i coach people and i have coached executives and ceos for the last 20 years i tell them they need to quiet down and connect with really what where their subconscious is driving them because our subconscious has a lot of desires and needs and wants and that will trump the conscious world conscious brain conscious mind every day so you may tell me i i want to do this and i'll listen to that but i would really try to get into where your subconscious wants to take you because when you align yourself with your subconscious you will find greater success in life and satisfaction because the conscious mind gets carried away you say well the friend is doing this or my sister is doing this so i also want to do this or my brother is doing this or somebody is telling me to do this so the conscious mind like i said is impulsive and it will run after but the subconscious those desires are deeper in you they have been there for ages in you so when people connect with their subconscious as as you know in career and in life they will find greater success and satisfaction so to your question the ideas always originate from the mind the soul is the electricity that powers everything that's ravi ravi kathoria he wrote happy soul hungry mind visit happysoulhungrymind.com and find out how you can be part of his interactive zoom sessions He's so wise. Makes me feel peaceful. Makes me realize I have to train my mind and my dogs who pull in every direction. Hi, it's Casey. We had a wonderful retreat last weekend at Mariondale in Ossining. The retreat was called I Am What I Seek. I Am What I Seek. We had 50 women. It was wonderful. So appreciate everybody who came to be part of it. And we're going to repeat that same weekend. the theme and many of the same speakers and presenters in July at Graymore in Garrison. So if you'd like a weekend of soul searching and sound healing and friendship and fellowship, join us July 21st through the 23rd at Graymore in Garrison and you can get more information at caseysplace.com, caseysplace.com. We're going to go back to Mariondale for the summer retreat with a different theme and that's going to happen August 25th through the 27th. So Mariondale in August 25th through the 27th and in July we'll go to Graymore in Garrison. Casey'splace.com has more.
Oh, and we still have our monthly Zooms. Once a month on a Monday night, the next one is coming up Monday, March 20th. Get details at caseysplace.com. Drop me a line, I'll send you the link. Easy peasy. Our thought for the day is from Stephen J. Ross, who said, There are those who work all day, those who dream all day, and those who spend an hour dreaming before setting to work to fulfill those dreams. Go into the third category, because there's virtually no competition. Shana? You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on.